was anybody else a fighter when they were young? I was, but teaching my kids different, you know. Anyway, my kids got, my one kid got in a fight this last week and uh, wound up getting suspended. Anybody else have that problem? As a homeschooler, never had that problem because we didn't allow those things to, you know, get to that point. But I wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, probably later on in the show towards the end. As well, uh, December 5th, they are doing a uh, blackout of school, right? Leave your kid home from school on the 5th, which is Thursday, to boycott the uh, mandating the, the bill that's coming through. We'll talk about it. Mandating the HPV shot as well as the flu shot in order for your kid to stay in school that you're paying taxes for. Um, what else do we got? Oh, a few other bills that Cuomo, uh, he passed, uh, the third parties, uh, how they changed it so that they can keep more power. The Democrats booting out other Democrats as well. Um, being in the world and not of it. I know that is so much easier said than done, but I think that it is an important concept for us uh, to really consider as we're going through life. And what else? Oh, I know what else. Um, also, I have the White People Are Broken article. I had a few articles I read that really got my goat this uh, week, got my hackles up, you know. So try and get to whatever ones that I can. All right. Thank you for joining me, Aisha Kreutz, and the Peanut Gallery with Clubbing Seals. I appreciate you so much. You know, Thanksgiving just passing, and I'm very thankful for those who are willing to listen to the ramblings of basically a mad woman uh, that God has just given way too much energy to sometimes. And um, so I thank you for joining us. Please uh, subscribe and follow us, uh, follow Clubbing Seals if you feel the need or desire. We'd love to have you uh, become a sponsor of the show. Uh, the more sponsors I get, not only is it more shows that I can do, but as well, your sponsorship, your help uh, supporting this show actually helps me get out into the community to do the things that I actually love to do, which is help people. And so this message isn't just, you know, oh, a podcast, but it really is me being able to get out there and be active with people, right? And so to activate people, it's all about agitation education and activation. Those are the things, right? When we, Frederick Douglass, you know, the things that he was able to do is not only because of his, uh, he was prolific in his speech, but being able to move people to do stuff. And in order for us to do that, unfortunately, in today's day and age, you know, it does take money. So anyway, find us on social media, uh, Facebook, you can find me, Twitter, which is a little bit harder because I'm Blade Singer 6640 on there, and I'm not going to change it. Anyone know what Blade Singer 6640 is? Huh? Huh? Sometimes people ask, sometimes they don't. But uh, Blade Singer, that was my Dungeons and Dragons character. I was a Blade Singer. Well, my favorite one. You know, I played a bunch. Yeah, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. Um,. I have been relieved of that. It was a very, actually one of the hardest things for me to give up was Dungeons and Dragons uh, when I started becoming a believer and noticing some things. But that's for another conversation. So, Bladesinger was a warrior, um, like a single warrior 
that was able elf that was able their blades would sing and cause fear in people but what was so cool about the blade singer is it was like a one-man army i mean could kill hundreds thousands one blade singer on their own and it was always there to protect uh the king um and as well they could which most characters can't they could cast magic and parry which is like defending yourself and usually in uh, a character could do one or the other they couldn't do the same thing but I could take one of my roles and uh, parry defend and then also attack and so I've always found that to be interesting in uh, regular life as well second uh, the 6640 the Bible uh, right 66 books 40 authors that's uh, basically where that comes from so I just married the two of those together and that's how you get it so this show today um pedophilia being used or taught as a sexual preference we knew that was coming New York losing its mind even more and more uh, like I said I, I need to get back out there and start really helping people to activate because New York uh, parents uh, we are losing control of our children to the state more and more and we really have to do something about that Kaepernick is in the news again and oh get this uh, white people are broken another article so there's a few articles that I read over this last week that oh just got me going you know got my hackles up and everything so uh, let's get to it right so this fight real quick right let me just bust this out so my kid gets in a fight, and she's very honest going up to the fight. Um, there was a lot that was going on. girl was bothering her at school. She came home, had some panic attacks. So, you know, this is going over a couple of days, and my daughter's coming home and telling me every time, you know. And she had, did mention that the counselor had talked to her. They had pulled her aside. And then on the last day, um, the third day, you know, we had already had talked to her the night before and said, you just don't fight just run away whatever uh but the fight wound up taking place in a bathroom she couldn't run away but that's not really so you know i'm not going to get into all of that just because so frustrated but one of my biggest problems is that the school right so the counselor talked to my kid like three days and then on the third day the resource officer which is really a police officer was talking to my kid they were trying to make sure that everything was squashed you know and that the fight wasn't going to take place you know my daughter said you know again uh she could be lying who knows don't think she is that you know it was squashed she was like I didn't care I didn't want it. you know by the way she was coming home it wasn't something that she wanted to do but in hindsight or like after it happened like when the school called me on the third day and said hey your daughter is in a fight come get her nurse's office all that get there they tell me what's going on. They were like, yeah, we had the police officer, you know, the resource officer talk to the kids. So we thought that it was all done. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if the counselor talked to my kid, police officer talked to my kid, why is there no, I mean, why didn't they contact any parents, right? If I wouldn't have known anything about any of it until the day of the fight, if my kid and me didn't have a decent relationship where we talk about these things, right? So she was telling me. Now, granted, I only get half the story. So even after all of this, right, 
my problem is not only you have a police officer talking to my kid without even telling me, you have counselors, right? There's a possible fight. You're not telling the parents. What? I mean, that's crazy to me. Not only that, as we're trying to get information about this fight, what happens? They're like, oh, we can't tell you that because, you know, um, you know, who's involved? And I'm like, so I'm only getting one side of the story, the side that my kid wants to tell. And we all know that kids don't always tell you everything. I want to know. I want to know if my child is being honest or not. I want to know if, what kind of reprimand needs to take place, if any, right? So now, fast forward again. I am skipping over a bunch of this just because I know we're going to talk a little bit maybe later if I can get these kids talking. Um, see you later. And Thank you for joining me. Aisha I'm clubbing the seals. Sit down, Sayonara. Like, see oh, you on no, the flip side. Pax. Peace. I'm, like, I'm out. Right? In the homeschool world done it beforehand but I'm like well I can let them know you want to talk but if they don't want to I can't make them and I'm like so our kids so they're hearing one side of the story I'm hearing one side of the story we don't even get to know everything that's going on you can't mention any names you can't say who's bad kids who's good kids nothing I mean it's totally egregious and I think the system needs to change and I'll tell you at the end of this when this is all blows over and I figure out as much of it as I can I'll definitely be down there at these school board superintendent whatever and having a talk about how they're handling this no wonder there's so many fights if this is the way they're handling it I mean no adults when there is a problem you're not involving the parents just absolutely unacceptable so that's my two cents and I'm sticking with it. Um, I'm about to get into this right now about, you know, the forced vaccines. I'm going to come back to the whole fight thing here in a second. But I got to tell you, this little hood thing on the kids and they even half their head and stuff. It is oh so God. ghetto and trashy. It's going to drive me it's absolutely insane. Head, it's like, dang, it doesn't, it doesn't so put it all the way. Yeah. Put it all the way on. Right? It doesn't. Okay, or don't put it up. I mean, it's. Re- My I mean, ears get God, cold. it's. I mean, I swear, I don't know about any don't of y'all, like but I think it's almost as bad as like the whole pants down thing. It's so ghetto. Anyway, yeah, your so, underwear is showing on your head, weirdo. <laughs> anyway, what I've been saying. Uh, so I've been talking a lot about the issue. That's our peanut gallery back there, folks. Um, we have uh, a few teens again. Um, so I've been talking a lot about the forced vaccines lately. The Senate Bill uh, S2994A, sponsored by Brad, what is it, Holman. Um, and it passed the Senate, as we already talked about, was signed into law by Comrade Governor Cuomo. And that law was the one that repealed Five all... Seals, Cuomo. Cuomo. Kills the babies, Cuomo. Yeah, that's not as good as... Obama kills the babies, but whatever. Um, anyway, that law repealed all the religious exemptions for vaccines in New York State, right? And now the powers that be, the big government lovers, keep saying that that was a huge loss for anti-vaxxers. But the truth is, it's a big loss for liberty in general and parental rights. And I'm going to come back uh, to that. But the next bill that's in the pipeline right now is the Senate Bill s two. 98B and S2276. Both are sponsored by the same guy, Brad Hoyleman. Um, and though is the one that is proposed to make Gardasil vaccine, right? The, that's claimed to prevent the human papilo, 
papillovirus. HPV. And influenza vaccines. Also known as genital warts. Yes. And uh, influenza vaccines mandatory. So they want to make Gardasil and the flu vaccine mandatory, right? So now we can't choose if we're going to get vaccines or not. And they want to add that to the list. So not only are we taking away the rights of parents to choose what's best for their family themselves and their kids as it pertains to medical issues and vaccines, but they're trampling on the rights of people to practice their faith and follow their conscience as they see fit, all of which which violates the Constitution of the United States and basic fundamentals of liberty. And those out there um, that don't see that, you know, I, I would love to have that conversation and figure out how you don't see that. So not only do they want to do that, now they want to add to the list of forced vaccines. Hey, what's right? the uh, best way to not get genital warts? Keep your genitals to yourself. Got that, kids? <laughs> Speaking of which, right? Vaccinated. Right. <laughs> They're vaccinated. In the case of Gardasil, right? We're talking about maybe at best by the science 3% of people that could possibly get it. And then on top of that, right, they're talking about vaccinating our 9 and 11-year-olds, right? But the science says that vaccinating little girls now, right, at this young age is not even going to protect them later. So then what's the point, right? What is the point? What's the point? Control, right? The insatiable appetite of government always wants more. That is why the founding fathers of the United States put limits on the government. And yet, in today's day and age, we're here and so many want to grant more power to the government over our lives. Actually, it's money, too. 500 get to 700 that. bucks a shot Absolutely. paid for by the governor or, or the government, by the taxpayer. Go yep. to Merck. I'm However, getting that. bigger than that, 25% of the kids who get this stinking vaccine end up sterile so well, it's population maybe. control that, that's a little it's probably that's lower, it's probably higher than that i mean no i mean but that hasn't really been you know i'm, I'm hasn't been fleshed out all the way but it is something that's on the table uh, either way medical decisions should be up left up to individuals or parents and their physicians not the state and that is the point this is not a fight about vaccines or anti-vaxxers it's a fight about liberty and how much you want the government to lord over you, and in this case of Gardasil, how much control do you want the government in charge of your bedroom, right? Isn't that the left, oh, stay out of my bedroom. What is Gardasil? You're, in, you're letting the government in your bedroom. It makes you wonder who's sponsoring um, this bill and this legislation and why. As uh, Mac alluded to, that. follow the power, follow the money, Okay. Um, worse than that what? Well, worse than that, you're letting the government put chemicals in your body, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or Without not. Without parental consent, they can jam these little nine-year-olds with chemicals that can paralyze them and kill them and make them brain dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, they like that because, well, stupid people vote for Democrats, but this is the real hey, world. stupid people vote for Republicans, too. Well, but as for the state, so, as for the... State Senator, Senator Brad Hoylman, he represents New York's uh, 27th district, in case anyone is interested. That covers much of the heart of Manhattan. So those of you in Manhattan, get to work and vote this sucker out. You want some help? Let me know. 
We can work together with the Frederick Douglass Foundation and a few other groups to get things in line. You can contact us at info at fdfny.org or you can visit the website at www.fdfny.org and use the contact form and let us know that you're interested in getting Senator uh, Hoylman out of there. Uh, even if we don't... Call him like a seal. Uh, even if we don't agree on other issues, we will still assist you the best that we can. It is wicked to make people slaves to the state. Um, speaking of primarying and voting out... Uh, Brad, if you're a Christian and you're not registered to vote, register. It makes no sense. If you're not a Christian, voting is going to be canceled this year. No, it's not. No, it's not. But we as Christians are called to be the head and not the tail. If you're registered to vote already, get out and vote. I hear so many Christians, oh, not this year. There's not someone that I like. Oh, well, find someone, right? Take part. There's... Nothing short of death or being an ICU or something like that that should keep you from voting. Get to know the people that are running. And if you see someone who's about to run and you don't find a candidate during the primaries that you think is good, then find someone and get out there and get to work. Because I'm telling you, uh, we are at our wit's end. Throughout the Bible, We see how men and women of God are called to serve as kings and queens, lords and chiefs. If we leave the politics to the wicked, then wickedness is all we're ever going to get. Speaking of wickedness, here are a couple of prime examples from California. First, you have Stephanie Yates, founder of the Informed Parents of California, asked uh, school officials why they were teaching pedophilia in schools to ninth graders. And if you hear those dogs, those are my livestock guardian dogs barking at the coyotes. They're evil too. Anyway, um, Assistant Superintendent of Curricula, Carrie Torres, said that this is being done because we're talking about historical perspectives of how gender relations and different types of sexual orientations have existed in history. When further pressed, Torres said yes. Um, Although rightly considered rape, this is a sexual orientation. What? So now we are down the slippery slope so far that any sexual perversion, including pedophilia, is being called a sexual orientation. So how godless, this, right, this is how the godless look to normalize what we should consider abominations, criminal, or sexual perversion. This is why California burns. Right, and the rest of us are not too far behind. You can look at New York. We're right behind them. Uh, what is it? Uh, not New Orleans. Um, Oregon. I don't know why I got those two mixed up. But, right, um, there's also, in California, right, there's a current California Democratic congressional candidate. His name, I can't even say it, Senek Yurgu. And he once said, back, this was back, I think, in 2013, he said that bestiality should be legalized because, you know, sexual orientation. This is a serious contender congressional candidate in California saying that bestiality should be legalized, right? 
And consider this, right? Work with me here. I'm surprised it's not in California. They've legalized everything else that sucks. Yeah. And with sexual orientation increasingly becoming a legally protected category, right, across most of the states already, and Congress is working on it too, the implications of defining pedophilia and pederas, right, as sexual orientations. It is a sexual orientation. Right, is not part. It shouldn't be something that we approve of. It's not a sexual orientation. Oh, it is. It's a sexual perversion. It's a proclivity. Well, yeah, but it's a, sin. a lot of sexual orientations are the same way. But that's what—that's the whole point. I they mean, shouldn't be just sexual to, orientation. They're trying to normalize it. And they're saying, "Oh, okay, well, it's all that's right." That's what I just said. And that way, we can prepare your kids for exactly having sex. That's why hey, it should be a sexual orientation. Who's the number one donator to NAMBLA? George Soros, the godfather of the Democrat Party. So yeah, if you're a Democrat Party. You are aiding and abetting pedophiles. And yet, you have plenty of Republicans, the weak need, that are not... I'm I'm just saying, I'm talking about those in office, and they are not standing up to most of this. So, I mean, again, I may not be a Democrat, and I'm not for them, but I cannot continue to just say, hey, it's just right... If anything, I, I mean, I think we should just get rid of parties altogether, and that's a whole nother discussion, civics, uh, you know, c- discussion. But I think we should have a serious um, discussion about that, only because it would force people to not be more in line with what somebody stands for, right? Yeah, not today. So here's another story of the insane, deranged California Democrats who have thoroughly been infiltrated by the demonic forces of perversion. Okay. And I'm not a Catholic, so this, this is a story about a Catholic group, um, the Children of the Immaculate Hearts, it's a charity in California, that the state of California refuses to give license to, and because of their Catholic beliefs, or some of their Catholic beliefs, like they, they won't uh, do, you know, give the kids the hormones, hormone blockers, like if they want to be transgender and stuff like that, they're refuse to do things like that they're for traditional marriage right but the charity is to help sex trafficking victims right that that's what they want to do they have a home that is set up where they can get these girls out of sex trafficking and they give them a place a safe place a haven but the state of california will not give them a license to help the sex traffic victims because of those beliefs, because, you know, those Catholic beliefs. So they'd rather allow sex trafficking than keep the charity from being licensed. That is insane, right? The religion to them is more offensive than the act of sexual trafficking. The act of not allowing or not wanting to have, you know, a kid that they are helping transform boy to girl, girl to boy, whatever, right? And transition, and we're talking most of them prepubescent, right? Or teens. Um, That is less offensive to them than helping sex trafficking. Keep in mind, if they're able to force you to take vaccines to protect you from getting genital warts, supposedly, you know, nine-year-old kids from getting genital warts, they're being sex trafficked. Well, probably. maybe it's because they don't want to get general awards themselves when they're having sex with your nine-year-olds. First Ooh. off. Second off, 
Booyah. It might have something to do with, <laughs> hey, if you can't stop them from giving you vaccines, guess what? You're not going to be able to stop them from it's turning true. your little girls into little boys or your little boys into little girls because all they want to do is have sex with children. Mm. That's why they're sticking up for Epstein and all his pals and the Nexium and all that. This way they comes. are not letting anybody cover the pedophile networks of this government that are being uncovered right now because they're all in on it. They're all having sex with children and that's what this is to, about. And now they don't want it HPV virus. It does seem virus. to be uh, coming through that way. There are a lot of indications and a lot of things that are coming out. You know, all of these people that are getting busted. Uh, you know, Trump is busting in the sex ring. So, you know, I won't poo-poo that that much, you know. It's a pretty good point, right? So this, you know, right, this... this uh, Charity that they are offended by, right? They're talking about the beliefs, the Catholic beliefs, and yet, right, Planned Parenthood, right? They will say, oh, well, they do a lot of good work, quote, unquote. I don't believe that, but they do a lot of good work. For the devil. Right? Abortions are only 3% of their business, so we can fund them. Yet this... The rest of his charity, girls ready for abortions. Right? But this charity wants to help sex trafficking victims as the majority, and they won't do it. Five club seals. I, I, I gotta say, I. That's why California burns. Yeah. That's why the Scorched nation. Earth. Remember, historic, or, or as we look at prophecy throughout the Bible. Can't the, find any righteous people there. It no. Burns. America doesn't exist. When we talk about the end times, America is not mentioned one time uh, throughout the book of Revelation. And a lot of people, and I will tell you, the things, the wickedness, the way that we are turning our backs on God at this point in this nation, we can say, if we continue down this road, um, the end is coming pretty close. Anyway, so our history moment for this episode. In late November of 1871... Louisiana Republican Lieutenant Governor. That's right. I said Republican Lieutenant Governor. Oscar Dunn died. Dunn was the first black person to hold the position in the state. In 1871, the black Republican was governor. Dunn was born a slave, educated himself by studying letters. He also learned how to speak publicly publicly by watching stage actors. Dunn later escaped and served in the Union Army while in office. He fought for civil and voting rights for former slaves. He's also uh, organized the Louisiana Republican Convention of 1870. So after speaking at the Third Ward Club, that's a W-A-R-D club, and having dinner, Dunn began to vomit violently. A doctor diagnosed him with pneumonia and also said he had brain congestion. Later, Dunn slipped into unconsciousness and died. Many people believe that Oscar Dunn was poisoned, but the family and local... Probably by a Democrat. Family and uh, doctor, Edie Beach, refused to allow them to uh, uh, do the autopsy. So, speaking of... um, Former slaves, Frederick Douglass Foundation, haha, <laughs> like that. Uh, we've added a mentorship program to the Frederick Douglass Foundation, so you can build skills and share knowledge with other members of your community. I'm exciting to see us 
build strong relationships with each other, and I hope you'll join uh, the program. You sign up, you match yourself with a partner, and help and get helpful conversation starters each week so that you can get to know each other better. You can. We are looking for mentors and mentees both. It's up to you how much time you want to spend together and what goals that you want to work towards. You can uh, go onto the Frederick Douglass Foundation National or the New York one, New York website, and look for the application and sign up there. Really? Uh, no, I'm I not looking like called an Oreo. I'm I think black that it's and white. No, the reason someone calls you an Oreo is because they're saying black white, on the outside, outside white, white on the inside. And me growing up, they used to call me an Oreo all the time, and I used to get highly offended. I'm like, I don't even know what y'all no, talking what's about. Being white on the inside? I'm not. I'm just black and white. I'm uh, red on the inside. So, Here we are. this fight that we were talking about, uh, that my daughter, right, she had, like I said, she got uh, five days suspension. Uh, for defending herself, and we are also talking about how we can help try and rectify the situation, right? Right? Maybe helping the girl out, killing her with kindness. Not right? literally killing her, though. No, with kindness, you know, buying her a gift or something. Because, as I was saying, there are so many highly egregious things here, right? Um... You tried not to fight the girl. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to say killing with kindness. It's just like, it's a violent term. I'm going to kill you with kindness. I'm going to make you... That's okay. We're women. We are aggressive. <laughs> Didn't you hear the... Eliza Schlesinger? Yeah. Oh. We are aggressive, right? We slay. We're killing it. That's who we are. Right? I don't know. I'm just saying... Anyway. So, did you think, right, from your perspective... Getting five days suspended, uh, you know, you got cornered in yeah. the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Got ambushed. Got ambushed. Was there anywhere for you to run? Yeah, in the wall. And so when she came in, did you throw the first punch? No. Um, what happened? I actually dodged the first two. The first two? Because she came at me and I was like, yeet. And I was like, what's happening? And I punched her back. When she actually hit me one time. Right, and you're in the bathroom. And it is a defense mechanism, right? It's very hard. Again, I had repeatedly told her that you run away so that you don't engage. Because if you hit back in this system that my kids are willingly putting themselves in. So I can't even say too what much about just, it. Do you think I'd get suspended if I tackled her? You did, didn't you? Well, like, if I didn't throw a punch, and I just, like, probably tinder down and out. You got blamed for, remember how the teachers had to peel you off of her? They blamed you because you were in control of the fight when they found it. Right. See, you... So they expected you to be a punching bag, and... Yeah. Right. And in other words, since go ahead you and be didn't bullied. take the beating that they had, thought you had coming, the only way you would not get suspended as if you took the beating like you deserved it. That's right. the only way. And that's the problem with and this whole system. And that's the problem. Right. Is I am trying to figure out wh- what is it that we're teaching our children. There is a big difference between, right, again, we're not fighters. I, I, I was a fighter growing up. I got suspended a lot. And I have learned from that lesson and taught my children the exact opposite, right, that you do not have to engage in these but now, as you know, we're going through this, 
as the Lord is stretching me in ways that I would appreciate him not stretching me, I'm seeing that this is a flaw in the system. And I'm wondering how it even got there. How did it get to the point where parents said, hey, I think that it is a legitimate good idea for the school board and these policies to be passed that children that defend themselves should be just as punished or punished at all for those who um, you know, are bullying or picking on them or throwing the first punch. Well, here it is. I don't know. Here's my theory. Because in this era of Me Too, the more people that they can get to say, hey, I was raped and I'm a victim of rape and all that, the more people they can get on their political side in taking down the patriarchy. What does rape have to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with everything. Because if you were... <laughs> what is he talking wait, wait, about? He's like not bringing out rape and <laughs> Look, if you are not willing to fight the rapist and you're allowing yourself to get raped because you can't fight back... Okay, we're going to move on. They're just teaching people not to fight back. That's what this is about. It, the only way you that. don't get suspended is if you... Get, beat get your the, head get, bashed yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That's, I guess you could have that like is a... what they're teaching is noble. And so when the rapist comes to you <laughs> to rape you, you just say, oh, okay, here it is. I gotta go. Go for it. And that's how they make their victims. All right, next. Okay, back to voting and civic responsibilities. I think we just... I, I don't know. You don't well, believe me. No, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Whatever. but why do you always, I mean, always come back to the extremes? Right? Well, I that's mean, what like, it's all about. I'm just trying to talk about the fight. Gotta and destroy seeing... the patriarchy. Create the sheocracy. Right? Really? Uh, no. I I'm not like being called an Oreo. I'm I think black that it's and white. Right. No, the reason someone calls you an Oreo is because you're saying black white, on the outside, outside white, white on the inside. And me growing up, they used to call me an Oreo all the time. And I used to get highly offended. I'm like, I don't even know what y'all no, talking I'm about. White on the inside. I'm not. I'm just black and white. Uh, so, this fight that we were talking about, uh, that my daughter, right, she had, like I said, she got uh, five days suspension uh, for defending herself, and we are also talking about how we can help try and rectify the situation, right? Right? Maybe helping the girl out, killing her with kindness. Not right? literally killing her, though. No, with kindness, you know, buying her a gift or something. Because, as I was saying, there are so many highly egregious things here, right? Um, you tried not to fight the girl. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to say killing with kindness. It's just like, it's a violent term. I'm going to kill you with kindness. I'm going to make you... That's okay. We're women. We are aggressive. <laughs> Didn't you hear the... Eliza Schlesinger? Yeah. Oh. We are aggressive, right? We slay. We're killing it. That's who we are, right? I don't know. I'm just saying... Anyway, so did you think, right, from your perspective, getting five days suspended, uh, you know, you got cornered in yeah. the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Got ambushed. Got ambushed. Was there anywhere for you to run? Yeah, into the wall. And so... When she came in, did you throw the first punch? No. Um, what happened? I actually dodged the first two. The first two? Because she came at me and I was like, yeet. And I was like, what's happening? And I punched her back. When she actually hit me one time. 
right, and you're in the bathroom. And it is a defense mechanism, right? It's very hard. Again, I had repeatedly told her that you run away so that you don't engage because if you hit back in this system that my kids are willingly putting themselves in, so I can't even say too what much about just, it. Do you think I'd get suspended if I tackled her? You did, didn't you? Well, like, if I didn't throw a punch and I just, like, probably tinder down and you got blamed for... Remember how the teachers had to peel you off of her? They blamed you because you were in control of the fight when they found it. Right. See, you... So they be- expected you to be a punching bag and... Yeah. Right? And in other words, since go ahead you and be didn't bullied. take the beating that they had, thought you had coming, the only way you would not get suspended is if you took the beating like you deserved it. That's right. the only way. And that's the problem with and this whole And that's the system. problem. Right. Is I am trying to figure out... What is it that we're teaching our children? There is a big difference between, right? Again, we're not fighters. I, I, I was a fighter growing up. I got suspended a lot. And I have learned from that lesson and taught my children the exact opposite, right? That you do not have to engage in these. But now, as you know, we're going through this, as the Lord is stretching me in ways that I would appreciate him not stretching me, I'm seeing that this is a flaw in the system. And I'm wondering how it even got there. How did it get to the point where parents said, hey, I think that it is a legitimate good idea for the school board and these policies to be passed that children that defend themselves should be just as punished or punished at all for those who um, you know, are bullying or picking on them or throwing the first punch. Well, here it is. I don't know. Here's my theory. Because in this era of Me Too, the more people that they can get to say, hey, I was raped and I'm a victim of rape and all that, the more people they can get on their political side in taking down the patriarchy. What does rape have to do with anything? Well, it has everything to do with everything. Because if you were... <laughs> what is he talking wait, wait, about? If you were he's not, not bringing out rape <laughs> Look, if you were not willing to fight the rapist and you're allowing yourself to get raped because you can't fight back. Okay, we're going to They're move just on. teaching people not to fight back. That's what this is about. It I'll the only way you that. don't get suspended is if you get beat get your the, head get, bashed yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That's you could have that like a... is what they're teaching is normal. And so when the rapist comes to you <laughs> to rape you, you just say, "Oh, okay, here it is." I got to go. Go for it. And that's how they make their victims. All right, next. Okay, back to voting and civic responsibilities. I think we just, I, I don't know. You don't well, believe me. No, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Whatever. but why do you always, I mean, always come back to the extremes, right? Well, I that's mean, what like, it's all about. I'm just trying to talk about the fight. Gotta destroy seeing, the patriarchy, create the sheocracy. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Right? Next. Let me, really, back to voting and civil, civic responsibilities. Anyone see what Comrade Cuomo did earlier this year? He expanded the public, uh, the public campaign financing commission authority, and just recently, um, what they did is, you know, as he expanded that, a lot of the third parties were fearing the worst, and that's exactly what happened. Big government came through for itself. The self-appointed commission by Cuomo approved a slew of changes making it harder for third parties in New York to get 
on and remain on the ballot. Did you see where he cut it off? At 130,000 votes? Yeah. So only the conservative party might make it. Right. But all the ones that split the Democrat party don't, don't make, make it. it. Right. It's all, yeah, it's all about the power. You have to draw either 2% or 130,000 votes. That's great, you know. And, and only the and conservative it's the di- party got that. The working family party and the right. independence party didn't make that. And the working party family, party. the working party family is the one that they really wanted, Cuomo wanted to keep out. I mean, he's really trying to harm um, Democrats and liberals so that he can continue to stay in. And I don't know. I don't know how, you know, it's bad enough, right? I mean, I didn't even vote for Cuomo. But those of you have, who voted for him, letting that stand, um, I think that you guys should maybe take a better look at that and who it is that you're voting for and maybe next time around decide that you no matter what. You are voting for the George Soros-approved candidate, and George Soros is the largest contributor to NAMBLA, National Association of Man, But most Boy, of them Lover. like oh. that. You're talking to the choir about themselves. What's they that? like NAMBLA. They like NAMBLA? You're talk, we're you're talking about Democrats. Democrats like NAMBLA. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, you're really not helping. No that. wonder California's burning. That's, it's coming to your state, too. Yeah, we're in New York, and mm. we're run by a bunch of Democrats. It's a one-state party. Um, so, oh, like speaking of which... Children. Oh, let, you're telling me, me oh, they're not, it's not about preparing little children for rape. That's that, <laughs> You're telling me that. Whatever, dude. All they want to do is have sex with children. And that's all I'm saying. Okay. What is going on with this kid in a rape? I don't know. Um, well, he's that's being, what it's about. He's, he's being infiltrated. It is. I mean, like, it's everywhere. I'm not infil- being but, infiltrated. I'm just telling you what's what. He, I'm just saying. All they care about is Everything. having sex with children. It seems that way, but... Well, it is. Anyway, I read this article. Uh... Let me close with this, okay? So I read this article, uh, White People Are Broken, and uh, I'm not really really sure. So I read it, you know, somebody had shared it, and, you know, this big, long conversation about it, you know, and it was a white lady, you know, and people were loving this. But I'm not really sure if today's woke people, black or white, actually hear themselves, okay? Let me recap some of the white guilt stuff that was in this uh, article. That racism is not just an attitude or a feeling towards people who are different than you. Racism is also a structural, institutionalized system which has benefited white people from the day Europeans landed on the soil. White people own the top percent of the vast majority of wealth in this country. They own the majority of real estate. They run the majority of corporations, determine the cost of products, and pay the employees uh, and pay and the pay of employees. It also says um, that white people control the political system, the judicial system, the education system, the health system, and the legal system. But none, and then it goes on to say, but none of these systems are broken. They were built this way. White people are broken, and we built the systems this way. Okay? So that's, again, I'm recapping some of the articles long. But this is what I hear, okay, when I heard it. I hear... The idea is that bl- that white people are broken, but blacks are so, so, so very broken that we cannot even make it in life or break the stereotype or be successful unless white people themselves either fix it or let us succeed. The article literally says white people created this mess and that white people need to Clean it up. Oh, that's right. It's funny. You know what I got out of it? Here's something different. I, this is what I got out of it. 
Go ahead. She said, in order to prove how woke she was, she said, I've dated a black man, <laughs> or I've had a black lover, I've had women lovers, and blah, blah, blah. So, in other words, she said, being a lesbian is a choice, first off. She went back to being a man, or, or liking men, and having, she's had got a daughter, so she's taking her children around. Meanwhile, she's lying about things. She said, well, she was walking while holding her hand with the black man, and someone spit upon her. And she thought it was about her, and it was because of the black guy. Well, I mean, who believes that in this day and age? I don't know. I, and then says there was a, a little black teenager that went to a MAGA place where they're all doing MAGA hats. And he said, I matter. And they laughed at him and said, this is a white country. Who believes that? I, I, it's, it's pure nonsense. I, I think the whole foundation of her story is nonsense. But you can continue. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He's letting me continue. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's just a, that, that is something correct. from the patriarchy. The, yeah, the white patriarchy. Yes. Ooh, that's racist. Oh. Um, so. Sexist, actually. You know, oh, sexist, whatever. Yeah. Um, or racist and sexist. Whatever. You're white and a white male. Fine, and man. I'm a black female. Go so, ahead. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Uh I, I again Homophobic from what too. I hear about it right is I'm sorry but you are not that special white people are not that special I do not need you to clean up anything right living you making people trying to live with the mentality that I am so broken that I need you to clean up a mess so that I can succeed makes trying to make me into a victim when I don't feel like a victim that gives too much power to someone else. And it's literally racist, right? If you want to be healed and be changed, so be it, right? I, I do think that there is this um, white guilt that is, that's um, at the surface of a lot of that, right? In my humble opinion, white guilt is for those who have in the past or currently do harbor bigoted or racist thoughts and have not moved past them or feel bad about it. And that's fine. You know, if you if, if you've had those or harbored that or thought something, right? Th then you should be able to heal or be changed. And that's okay. But the sin of slavery or oppression is part of the history of the world. And thankfully, as a black person, I was privileged enough to be born in America and live during this time because I have the opportunity to to do anything. Right? So your white guilt is about you. And if you feel like you need to atone for that, more power to you. I will help you to do that. But I don't think that it's something that we should pawn off on everybody, right? Oh, what? Oh, sorry, Peanut Gallery. He doesn't. He said that white people aren't important. That's it. You said that. So say that. What did you say? You said white people aren't important. Aren't that important? Aren't, aren't that important? Right. As this when lady, it comes to right. So the what? Right. Not saying that you're not important, but what she's trying I to say is that white people are, are more so important, important that they control my life as a black person. The only way a black person can be happy is if the white person works to make it so. Th right. This this is the kind of white woman that looks in the mirror and says, "Gosh, I am so awesome." And in order to hand, you know, hand it down, I have to go and help make sure black girls have enough money to abort their babies so they don't get <laughs> punished with a baby. 
And and that's what I'm, you know, okay. and, and the black people okay. are like, stop. that's not the kind of All help right. you need. Can you just stop? Well, so that's what it is. What it's saying, not that. But it, but what they're saying is, right, they're, I mean, you could, agree, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, right? What I hear when I was reading this was the lady was saying, right, that she, because she's white, right, because white people are broken, mm-hmm. are so important that, again. She was calling you racist, but he was calling you no, I get, I get it, but you know, again, she what she was she saying, was putting it in context right? I'm putting it in context, right? Of saying that she's saying that that, that white people are so important, right? She, that you have to be so woke to make sure that you hand down some scraps to me as a black person, so that I can then overcome all of the white systems that are in place that keep me down, mm-hmm. right? So the only so she it's like she's fluffing herself up saying I'm so important and I'm saying you're really not that important. You're you doing something not you personally but you as a white person fixing these systems that are in place. You're saying that black people can't come and fix the systems. We can't go and run for office and make changes. We need you to do it for us. People like Ben Carson aren't smart enough right? to do that. Th- does that make sense? Not really. That's what she thinks. Peanut gallery. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense, though? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? So it's not saying that white people aren't important. It's just saying that you're not so important that I need you to do stuff for me so that I can... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in all those things, right, you're talking about, oh, white people, this, they own all the systems, they, you know, whatever. And of course, all of those things are true, right, about whites. Uh, they, it's true. They were colonizers, right? They colonized. And thus, the massive majority of the population was white for a long time. Still, but black yeah. people could have colonized America, and then the vast majority would have been blacks. So how are you going to get mad at people for colonizing something and then mean like, oh, I mean... That isn't, that's not the problem, right? Um, now, ironically, saying all that, the same woke folks that push a lot of this stuff to fix our structural institutional racism problem, <laughs> okay, believe in evolution. So, their foundation literally believes that I am less intelligent and closer to an ape. This, this lady, you know, again, I don't know, you know, what her faith is, but... Typically speaking, I would say she probably believes in evolution. So she thinks, right, that she's so important and needs to fix things for me because she probably believes in evolution and thinks that my intelligence is closer to an ape than hers, right? Then they generally believe in abortion, which was further developed and pushed to blacks so that we would kill ourselves, right? Since we couldn't, they couldn't send us back to Africa after slavery was done, they were like, oh, okay, um, it's not feasible, therefore, abortion. And then they push that in order to help us um, alleviate kill them. Yourself. Yes, kill ourselves um, so, so that they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, help ourselves get off of America, right? These are the people that people are putting in charge of our education system, right? These are the people that all of these woke folks are saying, hey, um, let's give them the, the, the education system that we have today, which is an abject failure, and I think most everybody, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, will agree. 
But these are the all. But these woke people keep giving these people who think that I am closer to an ape the power over their education system because they speak and sound so compassionate. Oh, okay, compassionate. That's oh. right. So some more truth. Okay, right. last little piece. I value people's thoughts, ideas, their journey, and I think they have the right to be heard. Like this lady, right? Write the article. That is awesome, right? I just don't have to go along with it. All I can hope is that people that are reading the article will, I hope that it will help some of the folks overcome and forgive themselves for any ignorant thoughts they might have harbored, right? Because again, as I, how I see, how I see people who have white guilt is I honestly believe that they at some point have harbored thoughts about people of the darker brown folks that were ignorant. So everyone has a sin and we all have prejudice here and there. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have them. You're going to come up with something. You're going to you know, have a majority thinking something. That's okay. That's who we are as human beings. But we, if we, we, we grow past a lot of those things. And to all you LGBTQ per people all out there, the alphabet people, she basically said, I can be a lesbian one day and then not be a lesbian. In other words, she wasn't born a lesbian. And she says, you guys weren't either. It's a choice. That's what she told you. What's her name? I'm not, I, send, I, I don't know her send name. Send her some uh, messages, ladies <laughs> and boys and Whatever boy girls you are. and girly boys and, and <laughs> all you 158 genders. <sighs> come, Holy Spirit, come. I just thank you so much, Lord. You know, I know we're having some fun with this and we go back and forth, but it really is serious. And, you know, there has to become a time when we understand that sin is going to be abundant in the world until Jesus comes again. And the only thing that we can do is control ourselves. And if you are harboring any kind of animosity towards people, if you hate people, you know, again, fight, whatever it is, you can go and you can be kind to other people. And that's the way that we're going to solve most of that. Let me end with this, even though, you know, it's something we carry throughout our whole time. Hopefully I can finish it up because we went mad long today. Um, but, you know, being ambassadors of Christ and being in the world and not of it. I know it sounds so much easier, uh, as I said, you know, easier said than done, like so many things. But one of the things I've noticed is those people that are the most self-indulgent, right? That are like everything, especially if you have a lot of money or freedom or something like that. They seem to be the people that are also the most hopeless, right? Like they have this sense of meaninglessness. The more they're doing trying to fill stuff from the outside world to them, right? Trying to fill that hole, they become more hopeless, right? And you, I mean, you see it, whether it's with actors or all these rich people and then killing themselves, doing drugs, right? And the richer you are, a lot of times, right, they get into all this stuff like the human sex trafficking, trying anything. And it's like they're trying to fill that emptiness, right? And they're going to the world to fill the emptiness. They don't know any other thing because they're like, okay, something has to fill this. And in doing so, they are deadening themselves right god doesn't say that he's gonna fix us he just says right that he's going to make dead people alive and part of that coming alive is learning who he is right so anyway so we'll try and everything until oftentimes you're left with nothing 
right? And then you have nothing, but you're still wanting. And I know that in this world, right, the lives of those around us and our lives is often filled with tragedy and pain. We can be left feeling rejected or being rejected, lost, abandoned, unloved, searching, poor. All of those things are true. It's all part of the world. But in the midst of that, God says that we can have contentment and happiness, which doesn't all right again, doesn't always make sense. But in within that whole piece, right, uh, being rescued, right, the way that he rescues us through those things doesn't always look the way that we want it to look or the way we think it should look. Right. Whether again, whether it's a death in the family, whether it's um, pain through something or a childhood or anything like that, you know, we'd be like, oh, God should do this. God should do that. And it's and, and all of a sudden we'll look in hindsight and say God was there holding me or like that footprints, um, that footprints uh, poem, right, that he's carrying you through those times. So what does all that have to do with being in the world and not of it? Well, isn't part of us looking for that fulfillment is searching for the truth, especially, you know, as human beings, we always have the sense of emptiness and trying to fill it. We're in this world. We're in this empty, broken world. But as Christians, we don't have to be of the world, right? When Jesus was in the garden, right? In John seventeen fifteen through... Uh, 18, 19, somewhere in there, right? Jesus was praying and he prayed, I do not ask that you take them out of this world, but that you keep them from evil, right? And he goes on to say that, um, that uh, he didn't, that right, that we're not of this world, not of this world and to sanctify us in truth, right? He goes back into kind of like telling us how. He says that we should be sanctified in truth, and that your word is truth, right? Jesus is the truth. He sent, God sent Jesus, the truth, into the world so that the world would have truth. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified. I mean, that is the thing. That's how we live in the world, but aren't of the world. We have to be sanctified. But how do you be sanctified, right? If, if 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 we have this world that we live in, music, you know, all the filth, all of the things that we can go to fill that, right? To fill that emptiness. How are we supposed to be in here and yet be sanctified? Anyone? Right? You can, you can be sanctified by obeying his word. But relying on him and not others. I mean, how are we supposed to know what to obey if we don't read his word, right? How can somebody claim to be sanctified and yet still riding the fence, right? God also says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and wealth, right? You you can't be in this world and saying, hey, you know what? I love all of this, right? Do not be entertained by wickedness. Well, the entertainment is there. But if I know that it's wicked and I'm trying to be sanctified, but I'm listening to the wickedness or watching the wickedness or participating in the wickedness, right? Get a little bit more into that here in a second. Um, then what are we supposed to do? 
right? I can see or know that a TV show exists, right? Or some other form of entertainment exists. But I don't have to take part in it. I can minister through it, right? A lot of times, like, I'll listen to music uh, because I know the kids are listening to it. And I have to know it. And I listen to it. And I can be so heartbroken by what they're putting in to themselves. But I'm not listening it because I want to be entertained by it or that I want to participate in it. I'm listening to it just so that I can figure out how I'm going to minister through it, right? Um, When we look at much of the entertainment media that the world has for us, what is it filled with? It profanes God. It's sex. It glamorizes sex out of marriage, any kind of sex. Um, And any high or ethical living or moral Christian standard is laughed at. Or you're like, oh my gosh, that's what you listen to, right? Or if you don't listen to a particular type of music, people will be like, that's what you're listening to, right? And you're like, oh no, no, I do. As though we don't have fun as Christians, right? Unless we're doing that as well. But God says that, you know, we don't have to do that. Um, A lot of Christians are tricked into believing that they can't enjoy life except that they're a member of the world, right? Unless they're participating in those things. But I learned coming from that world, right, that the happiest people I've ever met in my life are those people that have separated themselves and are followers of Jesus Christ, those who truly do it, who are like, you know what? I am not dependent on artificial outside stimulants to make me happy. Right? They don't abuse their bodies. They relax their minds. They listen, you know, like, like in the presence of God, they are filled with joy. All of those things. That's what I learned. And I, that was one of the things that drew me to Christians. It was, I was like, wow, they seem to be so happy, but they're not participating in all of these things that are going on. But now today, right, fast forward 20 years, and I see all of these people who claim to be Christians who are engaging in the world as though they're part of it and then and and, and, I mean those are the things that kept me away from Christianity when I was when I wasn't one right I have a tattoo of upside down cross on my finger so I could flip Christians off and it was because I would see all this hypocrisy you're telling me that God is the thing that makes me happy that can make me filled and yet you're participating in things that I'm participating in to fill myself in my emptiness. Do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, throughout the Bible, there are times um, when we'll see there's definitely a law, a line, what, that is drawn between the world and unbelievers, right? I mean, how do you guys show that you're different than the world? I'm just, you know what I mean? Well, how? By not participating. But do you participate? Not I mean, we all... Not in everything and some things, yes, maybe, but in other things that I strongly believe I should not be participating in. I don't vape, don't. even though it's cool around school and stuff. Well, everybody's vaping. Right. And again, right, that's something that harms your body. And God says that our te- our body is his temple. I mean, me, even overeating, I shouldn't be doing that. It's his temple. Right, so we all have our vices, but we can um, 
uh, draw ourselves away from the world. I think that it's a mindset, right? It's like, hey, I know that there might be some things, but in James 4, it says, whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And so we have to constantly, as Christians, be asking ourselves in this day and age, do I want to be a friend of the world or do I want to be a friend of God? Right? Those are the, those are your two choices. And if it's, I want to be a friend of the world, then, hey, God is going to be out. There's no way those two things are not compatible. Um, so in today's world, let me just finish because I am long. Uh, in the end, I tried not to be you guys. Um, but maybe I'll, I'll finish this up actually, because there was a bunch more that I had. Um, so maybe in the next show, we'll continue on with this whole idea of being in the world and not of it. Um, and how you can overcome by the word of your testimony, right? The blood of the lamb and the word and the word of your testimony. That's how he says that we're going to overcome the world. So 